The air is getting cooler. The weather is changing. Fridge and pantry are empty. Clutch onto your favorite wooden spoon as we discuss what's cooking in your fall kitchen on Real Girlfriends Across America. America. I am Alexis, and tonight I will be your host. On the line, I have Kelly and Corinne. How are you ladies doing tonight? Good. Good, thank you. Well, tonight, you? tonight's topic is what's cooking in your fall kitchen. I love cooking. It's brings me a smile, especially when I'm making something nostalgic, like my mother made me when I was a small kid, sidebar, I was the world's pickiest eater, and for the longest time as a child, the only food that I would ever eat was prepared by my grandma, my cousin's mother, or my own mother. If anybody else tried to feed me, as a child, I would rather starve until my mother came home. So since it is fall, it is actually my favorite season, not because of the pumpkins or not because of the pies, but because it's apple season. I love apples and all things related to apples. And by that, I mean apple butter, apple cider, caramel apples, last but definitely not least, apple pie. So ladies, what this is do you look forward to when it's fall? Kelly? Okay, what, I'm sorry, what do I look forward to? What is the question? What? dishes do you look forward to around fall? What kind of foods do you look forward to around fall? Well, apple is definitely a real popular dish uh, for fall. Um, There are also dishes uh, with lamb. I'm not sure if um, you are familiar with lamb and goat. That is pretty popular. I know of rack of lamb, and I know of goat curry. I think I had goat curry as a child. I've tried lamb before. So is that what you look forward to most, the return of the lamb and goat dishes and apples? Yes, I do. I enjoy lamb at this time of the year very much. And And uh, what about you, Corinne? What do you look forward to around fall, food-wise? Um. 
I guess everything pumpkin. So that's pretty much when fall comes, everything pumpkin comes out. So like the pot, uh, pumpkin lattes and like the Starbucks comes out with their drink. Um, and then Dunkin' Donuts comes out with their pumpkin muffin. Yes, yeah, so I, I look forward to like all everything pumpkin around this time. So what about pumpkin bread, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pancakes, pumpkin pasta, yep. pumpkin? I'll take it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, I once found a recipe for pumpkin sauce. You know, the can of pumpkin that you would buy to make pumpkin pie. Not pumpkin pie filling, but the pumpkin the pumpkin, pure pumpkin, apparently if you put it in the pot and you add your seasoning and you add cream to it, you can turn it into a pasta sauce. Yeah, my sister wasn't so much of a fan, but Corinne, sounds like you would be willing to try that. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Well, around fall, it brings crisper weather, which means you tend to turn to the dishes that are a little bit more heartier, a little warmer, and there's nothing like a pot of soup to bring everybody crowding into the kitchen. Growing up Asian, I actually didn't have any of the traditional American soups because in Asian culture, there is always soup usually with dinner, among other things. So I grew up with, like, fish stew or just some regular greens boiled with, like, perhaps some ground pork or something like that. But here, um, when I was an adult, I discovered chicken noodle soup, butternut squash soup, French onion soup, pumpkin soup. (laughs) There's so many soups. So, Kelly, do you have a favorite soup that you like to make around fall? Uh, yes. Uh, French onion is one of my favorite around oh. fall. I believe it's actually the best and the healthiest. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, depending how you make that French onion soup, because if I remember correctly, you have to really cook down the onions, and some people tend to cook it down in butter because, believe it or not, Julie, Julia Child believes butter makes everything taste better, although seeing the amount of butter that um, the Barefoot Contessa uses in some of her recipes makes me shudder. But, yes, um, French onion soup does sound delicious. You definitely can cut down the fat by using a healthier um, fat to cook those onions down in. What about you, Corinne? Do you have a favorite soup to enjoy? Um, There's only one soup that I've ever made, which was chicken noodle soup um, from scratch. So, yeah, chicken noodle soup. So... It's funny that you mentioned chicken noodle soup because with all the cooking that I do, I discovered something that not a lot of people tend to think about. Usually when you make chicken noodle soup, some people tend to put carrots, celery, and onions, right? But I tend to put carrots, celery, onions, peas, and potatoes. So all that filling, I like to bulk up. So when I know that I'm making soup, I like 
you saute all those veggies and cut up the raw veggies and put them in freezer bags and stick them in the freezer because that same ingredient list that I just mentioned can make chicken and dumplings, can make chicken noodle soup, can make chicken and rice casserole, so many dishes that I can incorporate just really few ingredients in. So when I go to the store, especially when I find them on sale, I bulk up and I just chop it all up and put it in the freezer. So ladies, besides soup, what else do you eat during fall? That could be duplicated into other recipes. Um, this is the other than I guess uh, pumpkin. I like sweet potatoes too, which is probably like the same thing. Um, and I've had it in so many different ways. <laughs> I remember going to the supermarket and they had like a whole section of just sweet potato products. So it was like muffins and pies and breads. So it's like the same thing with pumpkin. Anything sweet potato, I'm I'm there for. Kelly, I do you know? Yep. Thank you. I tend to agree with Corinne. Uh, pumpkin is pretty popular um, during this time of year, and um, it can be averaged into making ice cream pumpkin with pumpkin flavor. Uh, maybe even in the morning. Um, which would have a sense of pumpkin. They do have powdered pumpkin that can be sprinkled on to your tea or um, mainly tea. Coffee may have a different bit of a twist to that, but not to be completely disqualified. Um, other foods wow. that are... I'm sorry. Pumpkin is so popular, right? But there, or did you know there's a difference between an American pumpkin and an Asian pumpkin? Because when I think of pumpkin, I don't think of the orange thing that you get at an American store. I think of pumpkin when it comes to Asian cooking because we have something that it's called a pumpkin, but it's not orange. It's actually orange on the inside, but the rind is green. And my sister's favorite meal is that particular pumpkin made into a soup with some pork and a pork chop on the side with some rice. It's her favorite comfort meal. And I know that Sometimes when she's having a bad day, I like to make it because it reminds her of the way that my mom and my aunt will make it for her. So another fall Mm -hmm. comfort dish that I tend to make for myself that drives my sister insane is a kale salad because kale is a colder month green that I will eat kale in the form of anything with the exception of kale juice or putting kale in smoothies. I don't like that because, yeah, blended up kale does not taste good. Take my word for that. But kale is such a heartier um, green that it holds up to the dressing so much better than some lettuces. And I eat it raw, I put it in rice, I make it into salads, and such like that. So, ladies, are you a fan of kale? Yes? No? Maybe? Uh, 
Um, like pretty versatile with meats, yes. Corn and uh, pork. I'm sorry, pork and cornbread or collard greens. Comfort um, foods, absolutely. Potatoes. <laughs> All the uh, harvest foods. Most of the harvest foods. Yes. Yeah, I, I like kale too. Yeah, I usually like will buy like a mixed bag, and um, I haven't had a, a like a fresh drink in a while. But usually, I would do like a blended drink, and that's one of the ingredients I would throw in there. Okay. okay. Hey, Corinne, you are so much braver than me because I do not care what the experts say. A little greens in your smoothie might be healthy for you, but it alters the taste of my smoothie. So I will not drink it because when I used to live at home, believe it or not, we had somebody in our family who loved to juice things. And there are certain juices that will taste awful just because of a handful of greens. I remember one time I was trying to sneak out of the house so I wouldn't have to drink the god-awful contraption. And I was trapped because she was sitting in the kitchen waiting for me. (laughs) So I'm like trying to sneak out, and it's just like, oh, Alexis, I have a glass here for you before you leave for work in school. You should drink it. I made it with some greens and some apples and some oranges and stuff like that. And I'm looking at the color of this drink, and let me just tell you, if I were a child, I would not be stupid to drink that. Right? Oh, oh my God. It was still bubbling too because I don't know why it bubbles, okay? So it's not oh, like I could try and dump I could not dump it into the sink. So I had no choice but to plug my nose and to drink it as fast as possible. And let's just say I'd rather drink cough medicine. Aww. Yeah. Cough medicine is one of those disgusting things that we have to take. I would have rather drank cough medicine. Yeah, I drank it. And I lied through my teeth. I said, it tastes so good. Thank you so much. And as soon as I escaped the house, I texted my sister and said, if I were you, I'll leave through the back door. I warned her away So ladies um, One of the premier fruits of fall Is apples And I like to make All things apple Apple compote Apple strudel Apple pie Apple butter Apple cider Even though I know Corinne is not a fan What about you Kelly Do you like apple cider? I love apple cider. Yes, it's one of the specialties when out of England. Apple cider and Welsh grapefruit juice. (laughs) So, yes, I really like apple juice. It seems to help me with, um, like, intestinal cleansings. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just a, a good tasting it's a good tasting juice for me. I enjoy it. So have you ever had have you ever had unfiltered apple juice? Because what back home because of that 
um, juicer that was gifted that person. I would like to send a shout-out to whoever thought of that genius idea. All right. We had an abundance of apples in our house, so she would juice them, but it's not the same as the apple juice you would get at the store because the one at the store, they sometimes add sugar and they filter it out. So have you ever tried unfiltered, uh, no sugar added apple juice? Um, Unfiltered, meaning without Meaning they're still... Uh, no, meaning there's still pulp and everything in it. Oh, well, yes, of course. Um, I have to make it from scratch here. And um, I do brew the apples and I do sweeten. I like my beverages to have a little bit of a an unnatural sweeten to them versus the natural fruit uh, sweetener. <laughs> So I do add to the fructose, fructose. I'm sorry, uh, sweeten with just regular cane sugar, and I enjoy well, apple juice. Something I do make it from scratch. Yes, I do, Alexis. Well, one you. of the things that I like to make with apple is apple pies. But here's the funny thing: I've seen so many recipes on. YouTube, when they mix the apples, I don't mix my apples. I only use Granny Smith only because I know that they cook down very well. And for whatever reason, whenever I make my pies, I cannot make pie dough to save my life. So I cheat. (laughs) I go to the freezer section. And I get the deep um, dish pie dough that's frozen, and I go over to the refrigerator Mm -hmm. section where I get a box of pie dough that you can roll out. So I'll make Mm -hmm. the filling itself, and I stick it in that dish, and I cover it with the dough. I don't decorate my pie, and I just cut slits, and I bake it through. But, yeah, I can't make pie dough to save my life. What about you, ladies? Do you buy your pie dough like me, or do you actually know how to roll it out and get it into the pan, the correct thickness and everything? Nope. (laughs) We'll be in the freezer section together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually do a combination of both. I can either... Uh, use graham crackers and uh, smash them down into the plate, or I can also go shopping at the grocery store and look for the pie plate crust already made. Um, I do both. I'm okay with both. Okay, and with that, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Real Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do.
Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Congratulations to the Rundown host, Erin Lim, as she shared on Monday's episode of Daily Pop. She got engaged to her longtime boyfriend, Joshua Rose, over the weekend. Congratulations to the happy couple, and we wish you a happy future together. Before the break, I mentioned apple pie, and this is a sidebar because it's kind of a funny story. The first time I ever made apple pie, I did not realize you weren't supposed to add a lot of flour to help thicken the apples as apples release the juices. As I was making the filling, a lot of the juices were coming out into the bowl. So I kind of accidentally dumped about a cup's worth of flour. Oh, my God. <laughs> into my filling. And I mixed it up. And I put it in the pie. And when you cut into that pie, yeah. My first apple pie was not very appetizing because it tasted of raw flour. Mm. Yeah, I was quite disappointed. The same thing happened when I tried to make um, a cherry pie, too. I did not realize that cornstarch and flour needed to be brought to a boil to thicken. And for whatever reason, I kept on adding more and more and more. Oh, yeah. I don't make cherry pie anymore. (laughs) I just (laughs) buy it in the freezer section. So, ladies, since before the break, you admitted you either can make pie, pie dough, or just go to the store and buy crust. What are your favorite pies to make? Oh, Korean or original? Who's the Doesn't matter. First? Doesn't okay, matter. Korean, would you like to go first? Um, sure. Uh, punk, I'm not pumpkin. I'm sorry, sweet potato pie. Um, but I, I really don't make too many pie. Um, I might have made one sweet potato pie in my life. <laughs> um, and I made cheesecake. I'm not really much of a baker. What about you, Kelly? Well, um, I go through moments in different spells, but I do enjoy pie. I like pumpkin pie, and um, I also enjoy cheesecake pie as well as pie. And what I find is that we do not always have to make use of a crust when all fails and we are unable to make a crust, that you are welcome to serve it in a dessert bowl, like pudding or uh, just the brewed apples, and then on top of the apple, maybe a swirl of whipping cream. Um, But the pies that I do like, I enjoy, again, is 
uh, apple pie and pumpkin pie. And like um, Corinne had mentioned, um, sweet potato pie is really good as well, which is a part of pumpkin pie. And my sister-in-law made an excellent pie uh, with the walnuts on top. It's really excellent. So I enjoy that pie. Um, with the well, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I like how you say that sometimes things don't go the way you want it in the kitchen, but not all things are lost. You can always turn it into something else, which is what I'm usually quite famous for when it comes to cooking. Because like Corinne, I am not a baker. I can bake certain. I can bake food, as in dinner food. Just don't ask me to bake a dessert <laughs> because it might not come out right. There's usually something wrong. Like my cakes are usually lopsided. Some cupcakes are higher than others. But um, I just thought of a pie, and I wanted to know if you ladies have ever heard of it. I was introduced <laughs> to this pie by a coworker. And basically, how to make it is you have ground meat, and it's usually ground pork, ground beef, sauteed with some onion and garlic, and you also add mashed potatoes to the filling, and you season it with um, some cloves, nutmeg, allspice, salt, and pepper. You put it into a pie dish with some crust and some crust on top, and you bake it, and when you slice into it, it's a meat pie. It's actually really good. My sister likes it. Oh, that, that sounds pie. like shepherd's pie. Is that yeah, shepherd's pie? I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, shepherd pie. <laughs> That's shepherd's but pie. Most, That's what it sounds like. But most of the shepherd pies I know, the mashed potato is the topping. But maybe you are right. This My coworker puts it in the filling. So it's actually pretty good, and I had it for um, Thanksgiving one year, and I'm going to have to make good. it again. Yeah, yeah. But, with, but with fall comes Halloween, and around Halloween, you get caramel, caramel-coated things, caramel-coated chocolate, chocolate-coated caramel. <laughs> Caramel apples, caramel popping on ice cream, all things caramel. My sister loves caramel. I prefer chocolate, but I, for the first time one year, made caramel um, sauce from scratch and did not burn down my kitchen, which is a plus. Because for those out there who are listening, um, to make caramel sauce, you kind of have to melt sugar. And the problem with sugar is it goes from perfectly light amber to scorch in less than a minute. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. So for those out there who don't feel comfortable with melting sugar on their own, I recently saw this trick on YouTube that I wanted to encourage everyone to try. Do you remember as children you have those soft caramel candies or like pure caramel, but they're soft? 
you actually can get a bunch of those and slowly melt it. And it will turn into a caramel sauce that you can top your ice cream with, that you can coat your apples with. So, ladies. Is that sugar babies? Are you referencing sugar babies? Sugar babies for what? The caramel candy? The candy. Are you referencing sugar babies to be melted down to become caramel? Is that what? I You're don't describing know, I don't know the brand of candy. I just know that they're mm-hmm. like little squares of caramel wrapped in a clear wrapping. Uh, when you bite into them, they're just very soft caramel candies that you can melt to make a caramel sauce. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I remember them. I recall them. Yep. I know which ones you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, is there anything caramel that you like to dip or top your food with? Um, I love caramel. Like, I kind of cheat. I don't do um, quite as much as you do in terms of making caramel. Um, I just buy the Smuckers (laughs) that comes in a bottle, and I love that. And I'll buy, like, the one that is, like, when you pour it onto your ice cream, it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with what Corinne on this. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my favorite food would be ice cream with caramel. Yeah. The only reason why I try to make my own caramel sauce is because I tend to use Instacart to have my groceries delivered, and I don't know the brand of candy to look for the soft caramels, and it's kind of hard to tell someone to go look for something when you don't know what the brand is or or have a picture of it. So to make caramel sauce is actually pretty simple. You just have to melt um, some sugar with a little bit of water, make sure your sugar doesn't um, caramelize, and as soon as it's completely melted and it's an amber color, I take it off heat, and I always make it in a high-sided pot because you have to add um, cream to it, and cold cream to a hot pot of sugar is usually where things go wrong. But as I add my cream, I just have a whisk on hand to whisk. And it turns out really good. I hate to tell you this, Corinne, but I've been told homemade caramel sauce is so much better than store bread ones. But for you, it might is. work. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say Weathers, um, they make the sauce caramel candy. So if you can put that in your Instacart, it's um, Weathers. Ah, okay. Next time I'm going to have to try. So after Halloween, you know what my favorite holiday is? (laughs) What holiday comes after Halloween? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And my sister only loves Thanksgiving only because she gets her own pumpkin pie. Like, I kid you not, Corinne and listeners, my sister is obsessed with pumpkin pie. You're not going to get a slice of pumpkin pie after she gets her hands on that pie. So in our family, it is actually a known fact that my sister gets her own pumpkin pie because she will eat the entire pie all by herself. One Thanksgiving... I asked my sister, 
sister for a piece of her pumpkin pie. And the look she gave me, I thought I was going to lose my life that night just because I wanted a piece of pumpkin pie. And you know what she said to me? I go, no, you cannot have any of my pumpkin pie. You can have your apple pie. I was like, but, but, but. I can actually relate to your sister. (laughs) Do you ban everybody else from the pumpkin pie too, Corinne? No, but I actually used to get my own sweet potato pie. <laughs> my mom used to make me one because I, yeah, I would eat the whole thing. Well, I only made sweet potato pie once in my life, and I made pumpkin pie um, once or twice before. And as a child, my mother would always buy a cherry pie. Not so much a, a fan of cherry pie, but sometimes every once in a while. I will buy it because of nostalgic reasons. But for Thanksgiving as a child, I did not grow up eating turkey. I don't know why, but my mother made this ham that is so good. My mother would cut, like, crisscrosses into it. She would stud it with whole cloves, and she would put sliced pineapples on it and she would cover the thing with some brown sugar and she will baste it and bake it (sighs) I think I just enter food nirvana thinking about that what about you guys do you guys eat around uh, around Thanksgiving or are you a turkey person it depends on how it's made with honesty, so I'm not really a fan of ham unless it's like made a certain type of way. Because I, I don't know, some ham is not very appealing to me. But I'm not really a fan of turkey either. I prefer like baked chicken. <laughs> okay. How about you, Kelly? Oh wow! Oh, Thanksgiving is so versatile. There are many dishes. And then depending on the walk past contact with uh, one of the favorite dishes um, here recently are green beans. Wow. Well, turkey on the table. Yeah. We're, we're not always having turkey on the table um, for one reason or another. But uh, green beans... Um, and like corn and apples and um, grapes are pretty popular uh, to find the seedless white grapes and uh, different other dishes, pumpkin, lamb, like I have mentioned, goats, um, etc. Yes. Well, see. I am a turkey fan. I actually am not a fan of pork. I am not a fan of beef or ground beef. I prefer ground turkey to the point where my boyfriend will tell me that it's unjust. (laughs) I actually prefer ground turkey burgers over ground beef burgers. 
But around Thanksgiving, one of my favorite things to buy is the boneless turkey breast. And here's the tip out there that I am definitely going to try this holiday season. I don't like to heat up the oven all day long because you have so many things to keep warm. You have so many things to cook. I have an Instapot. And my goal this year is to make everything in the Instapot, with the exception of pie, because I know you can't bake a pie in an Instapot. And I already tried this with a boneless <laughs> turkey breast that you actually can season it however you want. Stick it in an Instapot, cook it for about half an hour, and it's cooked all the way through versus cooking an entire turkey. Or some people out there would actually cook only their favorite parts of the turkey. Like, you know, sometimes it's really cumbersome to cook an entire turkey, especially if you don't have a lot of people coming for the holiday season. So some people prefer only the turkey legs. So they would only cook turkey legs. Some people prefer turkey breasts. They only cook turkey breasts. But the only thing that I will encourage everybody out there who plans on cooking a turkey, don't forget the oven bag. Trust me, without that oven bag, you're going to be basting that turkey forever. Take it from somebody who has been there and done that. Trust me, it's so much simpler to get a turkey bag. That way you put your turkey in and all the moisture and the steam stays in to keep your turkey perfectly moist and to get that crispy skin like during the last 20 minutes of your turkey, just rip open the bag, leave it in there, and then it will crisp up your turkey with that beautiful sheen. And to this day, no, I do not know how to carve a turkey, nor do I know how to carve a chicken. So in my family, if we happen to cook a whole bird, yeah, you might not want to come unless you're going to get first dibs because it just gets ripped to shreds. What about you ladies? Do you know how to properly carve up a bird? No, most of the time the men are the ones that know how to carve that. <laughs> I kind of stay away from that, <laughs> carving the turkey. Yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I, there. <laughs> I would say I've seen Gordon Ramsay do it on TV. It looks simple, but I ain't never tried to do it before. <laughs> See, isn't it so amazing that we all have this guilty pleasure of watching some celebrity chef or somebody on YouTube do it? And you're like, huh, I would love to try it. Then you get the whole bird in front of you and you're like, nah, it's just simpler to rip this thing to shreds because who's going to know? Exactly. So in the last <laughs> couple of minutes, I just wanted to know or share what you guys do with your leftovers around fall. Like, because sometimes you have excess of apples, excess of carrots, excess of potatoes, excess of turkey, excess of everything. What I tend to do with my leftovers for Thanksgiving, I stretch it out as far as I can. I tend to overcook that turkey. I tend to put that turkey in sandwiches and fried rice and soup. Uh, you, I even have the nerve to save that turkey carcass, and I would turn those bones into a 
delicious broth, all the leftover stuffing, I would turn into little patties and deep fry them to stretch it out. What do you guys do with your leftovers? <laughs> I think for Thanksgiving when it's a big family. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I just go said ahead, pretty much the same. No, go ahead. Oh, I just said pretty much the same. <laughs> pretty much the same. Well, there's hardly ever leftovers when the family actually does come together by the time they come to the table everyone is taking a little bit home so it kind of you know makes up for having to store it for the following seven days it used to be you can store turkey after thanksgiving for like seven to ten days you'd be turkeyed out but um as the days have unfolded and we are in wisdom years it seems as though between family and friends, the table wipes out, which is great. <laughs> so we do not have to store anything, just worry about storing back the dishes. <laughs> and what about you, Corinne? Pretty much the same. So try to stretch it out as much as possible, just trying to find creative ways. Because me personally, I get tired of eating the same thing, like maybe – you know, either the third day, I don't want to eat the same thing. So I'll start getting creative and finding different ways to, like, reinvent the, the same pieces. Okay. And before we close out, I wanted to leave you ladies and our listeners with this recipe for a turkey sandwich. Because what most people, when they think of a turkey sandwich, they just slap on some lettuce, tomato, mayo, mustard, turkey and call it a day. I like to turn my turkey into what I like to call turkey salad, kind of like a chicken salad version. And what I will do is I would cube up some turkey, right? I put in some mayo. I put in some mustard, some celery, some shaved carrots, some cranberry sauce. And I mix everything together, and, of course, you taste and adjust to your liking. And I will toast the bread till it's nice and crispy. I will slice and seed the tomato if needed, some lettuce and or kale and or salad greens, whatever your choice of greens. And instead of using mayo, I will smash an avocado I will use that to spread my bread, and I will pile on the lettuce, the tomato, and the filling. And what I would do is stick it under a panini grill, butter the outside of the bread, and basically just toast it for about two to three minutes, and you have a delicious thing. And for those who do like cheese, add on cheese before you toast it. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we have here on Clutch. Thank you, ladies, for joining me so much. Join us next time for a brand-new topic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. 
Did you miss an episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned. Okay.